in the city and locked. Open your mind, you can see the culture defined. Through the music and lifestyle, get deep in the lines. Seeking you fine, we just want our people to shine. On their platform, platform, you can rewind. This is bigger than some content, you can decide. That the keys to the city podcast is a vibe. Tap in. Kimfo, welcome back to another episode of Key to the City Podcast. Yes, sir, we are back. We appreciate everybody that's been supporting us. Everybody that's liking, sharing, commenting, telling your mama and them about us. Whatever you've been doing, we sure appreciate you. And we just going to keep on rolling, man. Shout out to all the past guests we've had uh, for this season four. And, uh, you know, we're just knocking them out this season as we head into season five. You know, we're just trying to continue to grow, trying to continue to play our part. And uh, just like with our past episodes, this episode is no different. Uh, before we get started, we want to shout out uh, to all of... My supporters down at uh, Jackson State, uh, we want to send our prayers and condolences to y'all this morning. I know it's an issue going on down there, but hey, we're going to bounce back just like we always do. But uh, just like the past episodes, this episode is no different. We're going to keep hitting y'all in the head with quality content and quality guests. And if you are a sports fan, especially a college sports fan like I am, you know that the terrain has changed quite a bit. Uh, these players are making bread out here. And, uh, you know, most of our people dominate the sports arena anyway. So we want to talk about this NIL deal. You know, dig me and a lot that goes into that. And these players getting money in their hand much sooner, you know, than jumping, uh, you know, straight from high school to the pros. You know, they recruiting these kids in middle school now. And if your kid has what it takes to be marketable, you know, it's much more business opportunities that's going to be presented to you. So we want to make sure y'all are prepared for that. So I guess today is a best-selling author, inspirational speaker, award-winning filmmaker. She's a business manager and an athlete development strategist or strategist. However you want to use that word. I say strategist when I'm trying to be fancy with it. Her mission is to enhance the marketability of athletes, sports and organizations, and entrepreneurs. She's worked with over 50 NFL, NBA, WNBA, Euro League, Chinese League, uh, Basketball League, that is, players for 16 years. 16 years, so she ain't new to this. She true to this. She understood me. She's a former Lady Rebel from Ole Miss. She was actually up there during the time that I was in school. I'm sure we crossed paths a few times, and uh, the ladies were balling back then, which they still are. So shout out to all the ladies that was hooping in the tag pad back in the day. You did. Uh, she's also played professional ball in Europe as well, so like I say, she's been doing her thing, man. She's the CEO of Team Moneybox, which is our signature team business and financial literacy program, which we need more of in this day and age. We want to hit them while they're young. She's the president and founder of the Athletes Nexus. They advise and consult with athletes and sports organizations. She was recognized as the top 40 under 40 alumni at Ole Miss in 2022. What? I didn't even graduate. I ended up graduating from Phoenix, but it's all good. I still love Ole Miss. They kicked me out of school, but hotty toddy. Uh, she's been featured on NBC Sports, Nerd Wallet, Top 50 Under 40, uh, just to name a few, man. She's doing it all. I'm so blessed and honored to have her uh, grace the city today. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Key to the City, Dr. Tawana Smith. How you doing, Queen? Hey, 
thank you. You make everything sound so good and, and just so appreciate that. Good looking out. No doubt. And look, you got so much going on. I got tongue tied. How do you find the time? Goodness gracious. Everybody asks me that. Um, and, you know, one thing I need to put in my timeline is the I'm a mother of two little bitty kids. Stop it. Eight. So, yes. Yes. All right. So that knocks out all the excuses of anybody trying to do anything. This woman is the mother of two little ones and she got 17 jobs. So, you know, I want to hear that excuse and let's get up and go. Woo. Right, you just put some fire to me. Yes, How your day going yes. so far? It's going wonderful, you know, just until this weather change down in the south. Okay, you know how we yeah. go. We go from summer to fall, but otherwise, right. you know, we're well. We're well. Yeah, it's about 40 out where I am right now. I'm out in Dallas, though. Um, yeah. But it just seemed like it just changed out of nowhere. Went from heat advisories to, you yeah. know, straight fall. But it's all good. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So, President of Athletes Nexus. Uh, Before we jump right into that, uh, I kind of want to give a brief background, some of the things I mentioned. So just for my audience, so they become more familiar with you. So from college athlete, played pro ball a little bit. What was the moment where you decided that, hey, I'm going to retire from corporate America and transition to do what I really want to do and operating your gift? Yeah, uh, I will say I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do when mm-hmm. things began to click into place, but I got a job offer to make some good bread uh, as a right. financial advisor okay. uh, working with Merrill Lynch uh, from an wow. Ole Miss alumnus, someone that is still very dear to my heart as a mentor. Uh, and it was easy for me to hang my Nikes up. I knew I wasn't going to be able to play forever and to go into you know a job on Wall Street. And the way that I connected my passion and love and background and sport with that field was to work with athletes and to manage their finances. So um, it was an easy decision to retire. Dope. And when you transitioned from uh, college to playing professionally, um, did you have any assistance like someone that's doing what you're doing now to assist you? Not really. So I did have an agent and I had a mentor, my cousin, Marcus Brown, who is now he was in the NBA at the time, but he's now a coach at Murray State. He's one of the basketball coaches. And so um, he kind of guided me through that process of transitioning from collegiate to the pro, what to expect. Mm -hmm. Uh, But some of my day to day things. No, I probably still could have used more support, uh, which is, you know, one reason I decided to do what I do today. So. Dope. Now, we um, all know that sports has been uh, an avenue to generational wealth for quite a few of us for quite some time. But we also hear the stories of, you know, where people have mismanaged their funds uh, and things of that nature. So why is it important to you that now that the NIL has been introduced to help these athletes navigate this new terrain? Uh, why why was that such a big deal for you? Yeah, uh, just as you just stated, first and foremost, sports uh, are very, very important to our community, right? And I'm talking mm-hmm. about the African-American community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many of us who make it out of our communities, poverty-stricken communities, and we find a way through sport, right? And it's a mm-hmm. way for us to turn around and pay it forward, not just to our families, but to all of the young 
people who look up to us, right? So it's important for us to have better understanding of business and money and how those things work. Uh, And having experienced it, having worked alongside so many athletes who come into a large sum of money quickly with no guidance, right? Mm -hmm. None. The parents don't have any, the families don't have any, right? Uh, No guidance on what to do with it. It was important for me to begin to reach back a little further. Let's get a little proactive about this Mm -hmm. experience and just teach general money principles in hopes of helping my target demographic, my brothers and sisters who hoop uh, and play sports, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Help them do better so we can just create this ripple effect throughout our communities around good, sound business and financial information. As I stated in the uh, during the introduction, um, and it's been going on for quite some time, you know, it's been earlier contact with the they're making earlier contact with these kids uh, as they're in middle school and try to transition to high school. Um, what are some steps or advice that you should give to their or you can give to their parents that will help them navigate that? Because the kid is just in middle school right now. I mean, I know you offer a uh, team business with that helps with financial literacy. So would you attack that from both the standpoint of financial literacy for the team and the parent as well? Like what would that approach look like? Yes, it, we haven't focused on that demographic in that way, but absolutely. The first mm-hmm. thing that I would share to parents that are in that position uh, is to keep the main thing the main thing. Okay, um, if they're playing sports, you know the experience, the learning experience, the exposure they get through that. Uh, but keep the main thing the main thing. When we get to introducing money, and make no mistake, even college scholarships, uh, this NIL. It's all money related. OK, mm-hmm. um, things shift very quickly. OK, and if you're not grounded and understand clearly what you can do and what you want to do, you will find yourself getting swept up in that uh, temporary hype uh, mm-hmm. around it. And it just it just ruins everything, you know, for the for the young person. Right. right. Uh, keep the main thing, the main thing, but find you someone. Okay, who is experienced enough to guide you through this process, right? Oftentimes, when we are talented or we have talented kids in middle school and they're already showing signs of promise, we sort of sit back and think that, you know, the the opportunities will come, like things will fall into place, right? They're going to come to us. Um, But that can be an overwhelming decision when you have all these people, you know, pulling on you. Find you someone, be proactive about finding a mentor in this space, even another parent, Mm -hmm. right, who has already seen their child through college or maybe to the pro, who can advise you on what's to come, okay? Mm -hmm. It's such shark-infested waters around sports for these elite players, all right? Let's just keep it real. And so it can be hard for you to even know if somebody's telling the truth, especially when you don't understand the game itself and how you need to navigate within that. So my main suggestion, you know, find you someone, find you a mentor in this space who has no skin in the game. Right. But Mm -hmm. to make sure you can navigate this space properly, protect your baby, be mama and be daddy, but make sure that they're making important decisions properly, because these are some key decisions along their journey. As an advocate for athletes, what's your overall opinion of the NIA deal uh, being introduced to students? Do you think it's about time or uh, are you a fan of the old traditional way of the NCAA? 
Yeah. So I'm on the fence here. I absolutely believe it's about time. All right. Okay. I just think that uh, there's more needed with that opportunity. Right. When you open that door up to these young people. Right. You got grown folks who struggle with these types of decisions. And I'm talking about our pros. Right. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. and dealing with what comes with that. And essentially Mm -hmm. we're making these collegiate and high school players pro athletes. okay? because now they can, you know, in many states. They can attract the same type of money, even though they're still in school. They can do the same things pros are doing. Okay, but Mm -hmm. with that, I believe becomes a responsibility to, you know, from our educational partners uh, to provide more support for these young people in navigating these things. Um, You know what they say? With more money comes more problems. Right. 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 Pops up the top. You know, those things will work themselves out. But then you have an entire um, population of young student athletes who will struggle uh, trying to play a game that distracts from the real game um, and mm-hmm. they'll find themselves on the short end of the stick. So I think it's a great thing, but I think we've got to do more educationally and developmentally to make sure they're prepared to take advantage of the opportunity. And what you're doing is right on time because one of the stories that stand out to me is, uh, oh man, how could I forget her? The young lady from LSU. Yeah, Angel Reese. Yeah. yeah. Angel Reese. So she made the comment that she could really make more by remaining in college versus going to the pros. So it's like what you're doing is right on time with financial literacy. What's some avenues that let's say she's made a couple million in college. She doesn't necessarily want to go pro. What's some good financial avenues she could possibly take uh, that will help her sustain what she's already made and grow that even further? Right. So, you know, when I'm teaching basic financial principles, right, you've got savings, you've got investing, uh, but you also have opportunities to capitalize as an entrepreneur. Right. Um, right. And she is using her name in a lot of ways. Some things that aren't necessarily uh, NIL. Right. But, you know, because you could you, I started a business when I was in college back before NIL. Right. So there are other ways oh. to that aren't just based on using your name, image, and likeness as a collegiate student athlete, right? And sometimes I think that that's one thing with this NIO conversation that makes kids think that's the only way that you can make money as a college student athlete is if you're using your, you know, brand as an athlete. And that's not the case. You could make money doing all types of things, right? Um, Mm. But I am a huge fan of entrepreneurship, right? And I do have Mm. other programming for high school and collegiate athletes called ProReady, where I'm teaching them professional skills that must accompany your money knowledge, okay? Uh, Mm. Sometimes we think we can separate them. You need to be pretty astute in business if you're also going to be a good, you know, financial steward and investor. Um, But I would say starting a business. I mean, she's beautiful, right? Uh, Wear her lashes, her nails or anything, (laughs) makeup and that feminine, you know, and it would it would automatically take off because she makes, you know, she's beautiful and she makes playing basketball look beautiful. Right. Right. Uh, As a young lady, you know what I'm saying? Who has. Mm -hmm their pro potential and all of that. So I would say entrepreneurship is something that will continue to make money. When we think NIL, the thing, when I do my workshops with collegiate student athletes, I try to teach them about their brand is not to limit themselves to that. That only applies when you're a student. You're not going to be a student forever, right? right? So you think about branding yourself beyond that. Don't tie it so to your position as a student athlete, but to who you are, your values, your interests, and the thing that you want to promote, right? Mm. 
but you give a man a fish, what they say, right? You give a man yeah. a fish, he eat for a day. Yeah, teach him, teach him how, how to fish. fish. Right? So mm-hmm. when I'm talking entrepreneurship, you know, I'm talking a way to, you know, flip that, turn that over and keep that thing going long beyond your days as a collegiate student athlete, right? She's going to make money playing ball, but she needs to be able to transition it. And I'm sure she has. I haven't done a deep dive into, you know, what brand partnership she has or what businesses she started. But if she hasn't, I would definitely suggest entrepreneurship to take that brand to the next level. Shoot. She could even become a best-selling author. She could, you know, just That's like my guest today. Okay, <laughs> that part, that part. I appreciate the plug. Yeah, <laughs> but, you know, packaging her championship knowledge. Like, you know, she's been good for a really long time. She's embraced it. She's been consistent and delivered. Right. You know, mm-hmm. some people get there and they struggle to stay there, but she's consistently with a lot of um, scrutiny. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. can't perform under that type of pressure. You know, you make mm-hmm. mistakes on the big stage, you fix them and keep keep ascending higher. Uh, so, yeah, writing books, speaking, uh, creating courses where she can teach other folks how to develop the mindset that she has developed merchandise. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, specific things related to her interest and just, you know, so, sort of her demeanor and all of that. So there are a lot of opportunities for her to monetize other aspects that aren't just NIL specific. Right. Okay. I'm glad you broke that down because I thought any deal that they came across while they were, you know, at a university or something like that had to be NIL related. So I'm glad you broke that down for me. Yeah. Um, I was reviewing a um, interview that you did a while back and you mentioned how I don't know if you said that your company was doing or you were partnering with others, but kind of packaging the financial literacy with mental health and kind of taking a holistic approach because yeah, I think some of our mental issues have a lot to do with some of the decisions that we make or our experiences in the past. So can you speak, expound on that a little bit yes. as far as packaging? Yeah. Yes, yes, for sure. And this is a part of my research uh, as I was becoming Dr. Tawana Smith that was really enlightening to like connect those dots. Right. So um, our the government has already established this link in other research and studies between stress and mental health and mental illnesses. Right. When mm-hmm. we are more stressed, we tend to suffer from mental health illnesses more frequently. OK, so mm-hmm. if I go a step further to the things that cause stress that put us in the position to have to face these mental health issues. Um, I found that sort of the career process and, you know, knowledge about finances was one of those elements. Um, It's stressful for people who don't have that knowledge and information, right? Like you're working paycheck to paycheck, or that's all you've seen, or you see people making money a certain way and you're stressing about how you're going to make a living. And you think about these high school student athletes who are coming out. Right. You think mm-hmm. about collegiate student athletes who are coming out. Everybody want to go pro. We all know just statistically everybody's not going to get that opportunity. OK, Thanks. so y'all gonna have to do some other things. Right. But as you're mm-hmm. thinking about adulting. Right. It is extremely stressful. So now I'm looking at the infrastructure in place for our young people to teach them those life skills. And I consider financial literacy as a life skill. Right. They mm-hmm. don't exist. Even in the the format of a course, right, where you have many states who have required courses in that personal finance area, Mm -hmm. um, if it's not taught in a way that allows these young people to turn that knowledge 
into skills. That's the difference. Okay. I can tell you something all day, right? Mm-hmm. It's very different in teaching you and empowering you where you know how to use that information, right? On a day-to-day basis, okay? And oftentimes it's difficult to do that in a traditional classroom setting. So yes, I've taken it personal, right? I have Mm -hmm. taken on the responsibility through my programming of meeting these young people where they are, understanding what their lived experiences look like so that I can teach them how to take themselves a step further, right? Where Mm -hmm. the information they learn, saving, budgeting, investing, real estate, and being exposed to different things, entrepreneurship, stock market investing, and what that means and how that's supporting and how you're looking at brands now, right? You're Mm -hmm. spending all your money on brands that you should be investing in, right? That's, you know, I buy stock for my kids, like for their birthdays. They get so many shares of stock of some toy or something they're interested in, so they can make that type of connection. You know what I'm saying? So, yes. It's important for me to teach that. So then these young people will become young adults. And as they're implementing these things and seeing the results in their wealth building, when they have kids, they're able to create this cycle. And you started with information, but you Mm -hmm. ended by teaching them how to turn that information into skills. Right. And so when we talk about stress, that day to day grind, I saw my mama get up every day and she would go to work, but you could see the strain and stress on her face. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, you know, how can I avoid that? You know, the difference between the have and have nots, right, is information. Some folks know some yeah. stuff, how mm-hmm. to use some information in a way that others don't. So my way of uh, being proactive about addressing stress that leads to mental illness is to teach mm-hmm. business and financial literacy to our young people and their parents in hopes of creating this generational cycle of wealth. Love it, love it, love it. Key to the City podcast. We got the queen, Dr. Tawana Smith, with us. But you know, in our community, uh, you know, we need to invest, we need to save, we need to plan for the future, but we like to ball a little bit too. How can we balance (laughs) getting a a little bread and want to spoil mama a little bit or give me a nice little while you know son just we got social media i want to show off for ig you know yeah what do you say to a a young college student that just came across a bag yeah you know first and foremost when i'm teaching my teens as a part of our program our very first lesson is about your money mindset and we teach the psychology behind our money decisions when i first became a financial advisor in 2007 uh, that was one thing that i noticed more than anything is how money decisions are emotional decisions that emotion may be jealousy or envy right i see somebody else with that i'm about Mm. to talk about too right um Mm. It may be from, you know, guilt, right? All the things I didn't have or my parents couldn't have when we were younger. So now that I got a little bread, I'm going to make sure mama's straight. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, whatever those emotions are, they typically guide our financial decisions. So making the students aware of that first and foremost, so they can pay attention that when they're out there, you know, purchasing things in a certain shoes or what have you, where does that come from? Okay. Mm -hmm. Now I understand this psychology behind money. So that when I'm working with my rookies, my rookie pro athletes, Mm-hmm. I'm not going to look at you and say you didn't work your whole life to be in this position. You made all of this money. All right? You can't spend none of it. Okay. Right. You can't right, spend none right. of it. Right. That's, you know, just keeping it buck. So what I right. do is I try to create a reward system for them that keeps them focused on the main thing. OK, 
okay? That he mm-hmm. said, it's like, the main thing, the main thing. You're still going to go play. I still need you to perform. I still need you to put your best foot forward. And if you're able to accomplish these goals that we mutually agree upon over the course of this season, right? Mm-hmm. Then you can reward yourself with your thing, right? Everybody has a vice. I don't care. Some mm-hmm. guys like jewelry, some, you know, like cars, some like to travel or, you know, other things. But this is your reward, Okay, Mm. putting in the work for focusing, for disciplining yourself. Okay, right, because that's really the answer to emotional. Mm -hmm. um, You know, when you don't have any emotional control, the passion and emotion that makes us great athletes. Okay, is the same thing that gets us in trouble when it comes to money. All right, Mm -hmm. and so the cure to that is discipline, a process where you don't really have to think, you don't have to feel, you just got to do. Right, this thing works. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do one, two, three, just like that. But once you get to the end of that process and you've accomplished these goals, now you can reward yourself. Right, so you're coming to the same means to the end. Right, you. Still getting what you want to get, um, but you've had to go through something more to earn it, right? Rather mm-hmm. than just, you know waste money uh, on assets that usually aren't going to pay you back in the long run. So um, we just attack the mental side, the psychological side of money. You the goat. I love it. <laughs> that positive reinforcement because you can yes. kind of apply it to an athlete like. You know, it, this is just like practice on the field, but this is off the field. And then you you make these necessary steps in practice. You may get more reps. You make the necessary steps that off part. the field, you know. It's the language goat, we understand. It's the language we understand, but it's understanding human nature. All right. Before mm. they're this, these successful celebrities, they're still human. Right. They still right. face the same emotional struggles that regular everyday folks do. They just do it on a stage where everyone can see uh, when they make mistakes or when they're successful. And so teaching them now they don't always listen. OK, just <laughs> right. get out there and just keep that real. They don't right. always listen. OK, but we try our best to ensure that the process is in place to protect them from themselves. OK, so and. I hope I don't sound ignorant. So uh, I see you made a post. Uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe this morning. I don't know. But you all signed a new athlete, correct? Yay, I'm so excited. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And this um, is the Athletes Nexus, right? This is the Athletes Nexus. Yes. So just tell my audience, what would you do for that client? Not specifically, oh, yeah. but... You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. No, this is, we're excited too. This is our first baseball client. So I'm just super geeked, uh, but he comes okay. from a great family. So essentially what we do is support the efforts of his agent and other people on his professional team, right? So we have mm-hmm. people that are already in place to negotiate those contracts to get him signed to a deal. Cool. Okay. Our work is to be a part of his personal team and to build his brand outside of just playing sport, right? So when it comes to marketing and endorsement, our firm helps to facilitate that, put his brand image together. We line up press and media for him mm. to give him more exposure that does draw more eyes and sponsors. Uh, we do focus on business and financial management for him to mm. ensure that his business entities and his enterprise is up, running operationally. Taxes are in order. Okay, we won't mm. play that. Uh, you're going to get an IRS. <laughs> <in money. laughs> uh, we're going to try to make, you don't have to give him as much money as possible, but you got to pay them their money. Um, And then community engagement is another pillar of what we 
do with them to connect them to the community. Um, and to, this is legacy building, right? And they can mm-hmm. start from ground zero. So all of those things that aren't directly tied to the sport, right? But that his sport can bolster his opportunity to make an impact. Our team will will lead those activities for this, this player. And we're super excited. We're just really excited uh, to work with them. That's awesome. I'm glad you made it plain like that because, you know, I have some interviews I do. I have uh, I receive uh, DMs and guests are asking, like, uh, what path did she take that I can do the same thing or anything like that? So what advice would you give someone? I mean, you kind of created your own lane, though. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like following your passion. It is. It is. So, you know, and I teach people, you know, especially in the entrepreneurship realm about this a lot. Right. Know yourself. Okay, know yourself better than, you know, anybody else. All right. Your skills, Mm -hmm. your interest and your passions. We talked about stress. I do believe that we all should wake up every day doing something that we love to do. Okay. Okay. Just for the best quality of life, all right? Because that's mm-hmm. stressful to go to a job that you hate every single day. Right. Um, when I was at Ole Miss, I uh, majored in the business department. I majored in marketing and I had a minor in business management. I didn't exactly know what I wanted to do. I did perform an internship. I am a fan of practicing uh, so that you can see if this is something you really want to do. I interned in Ole Miss's marketing department uh, and Mm -hmm. I loved it. It was a great experience. It just wasn't what I really wanted to do. Uh, I was doing advertising, um, reaching out to sponsors, game day promotions. It was fun, but I enjoy being close to the athlete. I am an athlete. You know, I was a former mm-hmm. uh, pro, but I am an athlete. I still think like an athlete. They're my people, right? So I enjoy mm-hmm. being able to work directly with them. I had some options to become an agent uh, and that wasn't for me. I was going to ask that. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people think I'm an agent. No, I'm a business <laughs> management, right? So I manage right. these players, their talent and opportunities, but the agent is responsible for negotiating the sport contracts. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Some of the things that come with that business just didn't resonate with me um, as far as just some of the the backbiting, the lying and some of the tactics trying to get different players and all that stuff. Like I I didn't want to spend time doing that. Um, And I saw a need. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, what I would share to people who are looking for something they want to do, look at what problems you think need to be addressed in an area that you're interested in. For me, I found that athletes have contracts and then they didn't know what to do with the money. They don't know how to continue to build a brand that will help them when they get ready to transition out. It was just a gap. And so I would have players hit me up leaving their NBA um, player association meetings, leaving their NFL PA meetings like, you know, hey, T, what's up? You got to say, I need to ask you a question. Like, I got this packet of information they gave me, but I don't understand it. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. what it means. Can you explain this to me? So as I'm having these conversations, I'm like, okay, the leagues are giving out information, but there's still a gap because the players are now still on their own. Right, to figure right. out how to use this information, right? Um, and so my practice just grew from there, but I really did kind of create my own lane by addressing a gap that I saw that needed to be filled amongst professional athletes around managing their lives and the opportunities that come with being a pro. 
There it so is, ladies and gentlemen. I guess to answer your question, know yourself and just look for gaps, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but just try to make sure you're doing something that you're interested in and you're passionate about and that fits your skill set because you do need a particular skill set uh, right. to do what I do uh, every single day. Yeah. Right, right. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. She laid out the path for you. Figure out who you are, what you're good at, yes. and apply it. Uh, before I let you go, um, your 18th job, you're also a philanthropist. Could you tell us a little more about your scholarship fund? Yes, 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 yes. So um, I have a scholarship fund, the Tawana Inman Smith, uh, actually a charitable fund now that I offer in collaboration with Arkansas Community Foundation, where I am able to support graduating girls basketball players in the state of Arkansas um, Mm -hmm. and their hopes of going on to higher ed, going to college. They don't have to play ball in college, but I want to be able to support their dreams financially. I do believe that you can give back in many ways. um, And this is one that I I've chosen. Uh, to date, we've given out over $8,000 over the last few years. And so I'm really excited about that uh, to these young ladies to continue uh, their education uh, beyond high school. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's the oh. scholarship fund or charity. Love it, fund. love it, love it. And Dr. Smith, also give out your socials so people can keep up with everything, Dr. Tawana Smith. Yes, yes. Please connect with me. And if there's anything I can do, let me know. Uh, You can connect with me on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Dr. Tawana Smith is my handle. And I'm on LinkedIn as well. uh, Dr. Mm -hmm. Tawana Smith. And you can also reach me uh, by going to my website. You can see all of the other the other 17 things that I do uh, (laughs) at uh, (laughs) TawanaSmith.com. There it is. There it is. And hopefully I'll run into you at Black Alumni Weekend. Yes, Uh, I'll be there. Is there. it next year? Is it going to be it next year? It is. It's this coming up year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm very tied there. to Ole Miss, and I'm sure we passed each other. Um, I oh, most definitely. There. So okay. even though you didn't graduate, we, you alumni family, okay? Yes, uh, ma'am. And yeah, very tied, very tied to the SIP. So it's exciting. Uh, I said I was going to go back and finish. I got more than enough credits, but, you know, I just can't let them think they defeated me i need to go back and finish yes come back come back so uh yeah i may do that uh ladies and gentlemen wonderful episode we want to thank you once again dr tawana smith for dropping through and dropping some gems on us so i hope your parents out there paid attention as well as you college athletes high school athletes and uh we wish you much success in your endeavors dr smith continue to do your thing queen we support you here at key to the city mm-hmm. and we love to have you back in the future thank and you. uh Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So, Ken Fogg, peace, love, blessings. We see y'all next week. We out.